0: Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Gerald Borgay, Espo, and Saul Bookman. Gentlemen, happy Monday. How was your weekend? Everyone feeling good?
1: Not too bad. Okay. I don't remember it, so that's either good <laughs> or bad. I don't know. It's fine why don't you remember it <laughs> too many ogs four peaks are just super uneventful since, since covid i don't remember anything that isn't significant wow. anymore that's so. fair
0: that is fair so i feel like we have to start the show on a little bit of a down note mm-hmm. obviously uh pay our respects to the late great bill russell may he rest in peace and our condolences of course to all of his friends and family
2: absolutely absolutely hey listen Bill Russell, I don't think it's it can even be disputed that he is probably the winningest or the greatest champion in sport, period. 11-time world champion, five-time MVP. Um, he won 11 championships in the NBA in 13 seasons. Uh, just an unbelievable person. And on top of that, he won two NCAA championships, a gold medalist, all doing it in the 50s and 60s in the height of, of of racism here in this country um, when when a lot of black people were just being treated completely unfairly Um, and he played in a city listen when he played for the Boston Celtics in the 50s and 60s um, they wouldn't even sell out because so many people did not want to support people like him they didn't want to support um, a black player like that, and and we're talking about one of the greatest athletes of all time. Like he just was a tremendous person. His civil rights activism was 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 stellar. Uh, he supported Muhammad Ali when Muhammad Ali didn't want to be drafted because of the uh, the uh, the abuse and the and the racism here in the country. Um, just a, a tremendous individual who represented himself um and his sport the very best he could um and the world lost a tremendous human being uh so you know our thoughts and prayers obviously to him and his family uh over this you know i i I don't even want to say it's a sad day i think it's a it's a celebratory moment to really recognize the greatness of an individual like bill russell i got to see him um once my entire life and it was right before COVID it was at the sun's arena and I didn't even realize it was him until he was like neck to neck with me and it was like immediately like I just like lost my bearings like I just I couldn't even talk like I couldn't even think because it was like greatness was right here right next to me and when somebody like that is next to you um, you can feel it like you just you understand and, and you really revere um, How amazing that person was yeah he's I mean
3: he's one of the rare people that you look at his basketball career and obviously he's an all-time legend all time great and then you look at what he was able to do off the court and he's somehow an even greater human being and just important figure in our country's history regardless of sports or not and to be the person that he was you know you saw on Twitter so many people paying their respects talking about how he had this infectious laugh and how he could just easily light up a room. And for him to be that type of person, despite the discrimination that he faced, despite the hatred that he faced, because I think his daughter wrote a while back about the time that their house was burglarized and Mm -hmm. what people wrote on the walls and what they did to their belongings. And it's just, it's disgusting. And it's remarkable that he was able to not only achieve what he did on the court, despite all that, but give it back as far as his civil rights work, as far as just the loving and embraceive human being that he was, it's, it's incredible. And we definitely lost an all time great human being.
1: Yeah, and he never let any of that silence his voice. I mean, mm-hmm. he was always uh, out there, even, Till the end. I mean he was standing up for players' rights and uh and you during the Black Lives Matter stuff, he was out there at the forefront well into his eighties. So that was a man that lived uh by his convictions and uh and you know, he was also correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he was the first African American head coach in first, the league as First
2: well. black coach and first uh player coach in the yeah. NBA and won a championship as the first one too. Just <clears throat> unbelievable
1: great great man did a lot for the game but did a lot for humanity which was more important so
0: and from here on out all we can do is be thankful that we got to witness him Mm -hmm. um, in our lifetime and just uh, keep his name and his movements and all the things that he did that were good for us alive um, in our own actions day to day all right let's move on to some sons basketball talk here We've got a packed show for you guys today. Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Kevin Durant, all the things.
2: I love every morning when Lindsay's (laughs) like, so what are we going to talk about today? And inevitably, as soon as she says that, (laughs) all these things happen on Twitter. We're like, well, I guess we got a show. That's it.
0: That's what we're talking about. Uh, we're going to start with Cam Johnson, though, because this past weekend he host- hosted a basketball tournament, and our very own Gerald Bourget was there, and he got to speak with Cam about all of the off-season things. Mm-hmm. So, Gerald, where would you like to start with? Yeah, us
3: there was a lot because he talked to us for like twelve minutes, and I know that doesn't sound like much, but for <laughs> people like yeah. we, in an interview, that's a lot that's of like time—four hours in real time. It's a, it's a lot of transcribing too, but. um, no, he talked about a lot of things and he was very upfront and honest about the offseason that he's been having. Um, and the first thing, we'll, we'll play this clip, but I did ask him about first and foremost, you know, how are you feeling about contract extension talks? Because when we had last talked to him at Javelle McGee's charity event, um, he had mentioned, you know, when I had asked him then, he was saying, well, they've got higher priorities right now. The DA thing is obviously going to be their first item on the agenda. Now that that's taken care of, I asked him, where do you kind of feel those talks are right now? And this is what he had to say.
1: Um, in, a, in a good spot. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to the business side of things. And what I've learned is that the business side will do what's best for the business side and the personal side will do what's best for the personal side. The team will do what's best for them and the players do what's best for
4: them. Um, and so that, you know, I'm always highly aware of that. But at the same time, I do love being here. So if we can get something done, um, I would love it.
3: Yeah, so basically saying what we figured he would say, he would love to get something worked out, but he's fully cognizant of the fact that there's other stuff going on right now that the Suns are focused on. Um, And I thought it was interesting how honest he was about hearing trade rumors. He walked us through where he was when he first heard the trade rumors he was at, North Carolina in the locker room. He was playing with some of the guys there. His little brother goes to UNC, obviously. Um, and he was telling the guys like, come on, man, leave my name out of that. Like, don't bring me into that. Um, and then next thing he knows, he's in all of these trade rumors. But I'm kind of curious your guys's thoughts. If you were a player and you were just kind of trying to enjoy your off season and your name gets thrown into trade rumors, how how would you take it? Because I know how he responded as far as what how he's internalizing it. But how would it affect you?
1: it's a business i mean that's part of mm-hmm. part of it and i would rather have it sound like teams want me and find me desirable to be a part of one of the biggest trades in nba history than, uh, than not, because really everybody knows there's one untouchable here, and his name's Devin Armani Booker. And outside of that, uh, you know, other guys are available at the right <laughs> price. So I don't think I'd let it bother me, uh, because I know it's part of what goes on in an
2: offseason. <laughs> I don't believe you. I mean, don't get offended. I'm, I'm just offended. saying, like, I don't believe you because, like, my guy Espo, and I love you, mm-hmm. is the most anxious person <laughs> in the world. Yes. If he yeah. got a hint... That he was going to be traded, mm-hmm. he would worry about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: He would. Well, I wouldn't so, worry about it. I'd be going to Brooklyn, the great one of the greatest. Uh, yeah,
2: I think it would be situational. I think it'd be situation. I think it'd be different. Yeah. Like, for instance, if, if 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 Espo was getting traded, um, and the the place he was going was gonna be a better situation, or they wanted him, it wasn't that whoever had him now was trying to get a bigger piece. I think yeah, that's a great situation to go to. You yeah, want if, to be wanted, right? If I
1: heard rumors I was going to OKC or Detroit, I'd have problems. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know what
2: I mean? But like, Brooklyn, I'm like, hey, you uh-huh. like So I, I, like I think New that's York. how I feel. Is like, you know, if I'm getting traded to a to a place where they want me, right? They're trading a whole bunch of bags of chips, and I get to go there because that's the I'm the piece that they're missing, right? They're I'm the piece that they maybe they think is going to put them over the top. I think that's that's a much more desirable, and I can deal with that. But if I'm like, you know. Just a throw in. Mm, right. <laughs> I, it's a little tougher to deal with at that point. You know what I mean? I feel like, just as a human being, if you were like
3: a piece of a trade, like if you were one of two players going out in a trade and one player is coming back, you're kind of just like, oh, okay.
2: So <laughs> <Yeah>. there was, <laughs> there's two of us, of us yeah. going
3: <laughs> out and one yeah. person coming back. That's kind of messed cash up. Cash considerations?
2: Like, like, yeah. like oh, oh, man. man. What's uh, cash what? considerations <laughs> ever done for you, <laughs> it's man? A lot oh.
3: if
1: you're this franchise.
3: I would be but, so
2: yeah. stressed. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: The
0: whole time because mm. regardless of the situation, just the logistics of having to move your whole life and start new and you don't mm. know the people maybe yeah. complete. I would be so stressed. Well, Lindsay, I would it's a hate lot, it. it.
1: It's a lot easier when you have millions of dollars. To Even make if that you, kind kind you have of millions
0: move. of dollars though, <laughs> like it's not like – Cam is not on the same level as like a Devin or a KD, and moving to New York, even with millions of dollars, you're not trying to lose all your millions of dollars by paying rent. Right, that's fair. Like, that's I why I buy if
1: I'm him. You know,
4: but what I... are you going to buy? A
1: box? <laughs> but, I'm going to buy do, an 800 foot square But Do you even? Apartment.
2: Do you? Okay, let's just say all four of us, right? We were making multi-million dollar contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do we even care? Like, if Gerald was making 230 mil. And I was making ten. Do I even care how much he's he's making? I don't. I don't care. And if he gets traded yeah. for me, like I, I don't. I don't give a shit about that. Like I still got traded. And on top of that, I think I'm every bit as good as him. Mm-hmm. Like that's what NBA players feel. Like Cam Johnson feels like. I'm sure he feels like. Though he understands why KD would be a big deal, I'm sure he still feels like I'm not that far off.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Look, I, I don't care. If I were a player, I wouldn't care i'd only care about guys in my own zip code like how much did mikhail get in his extension that's how much i want kind of thing mm-hmm. but i'm not caring how much kd makes or anything like that and <laughs> and you're right they they think hey i'm just uh, i'm a few steps below that but i could blossom wherever so i get it
3: right and and in another response he did touch on the kind of other things that people don't think about when it comes to guys being traded like just The logistics of moving to another city, especially if you've never lived there of if you have a family or a significant other or whatever, and you're uprooting like from Phoenix to Brooklyn in this example. Like I know that if you have money, they're less of an inconvenience than they would be to people like us. But it's still something that like he's he likes being here like he likes being in Phoenix. He was talking about how the best part is when he gets off the plane from a road trip. He gets to like, okay, jacket comes off. I don't have to scrape ice off my car. Like, I love the weather here. I love living here. And those are things that we kind of take for granted because we've been here for so long, and because no one's trying to trade us to like CHGO or DMVR. I'm sorry,
1: Gerald. I'm sorry, but
3: not like this. (laughs) Um, But let's uh, let's hear what Cam had to say about how he feels about hearing himself in trade rumors.
2: Is that stuff? No, I, don't think, I don't think... Are big, you hearing Twitter? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, how much does it actually allow you to stay away from it? Uh, it's well, I think it still is everywhere, right? But I hear all the rumors. I know all the rumors. And like I said, the team will do what they think is best for them.
1: And the players will do what they think is best for them. And, you know, as much as you,
4: like, love a place or whatever, it's just the reality of the business that you always have to be aware of. And I'm okay with that. And I can handle that.
3: Yeah. So he's, he's very much, as far as your response is concerned, he's aware it's a business. Um, and I think he's approaching it that way, but it's hard to separate yourself from that and kind of take a step back and be like, okay, I hear what everyone's saying about me. I'm just going to put my head down and try to keep getting better because that's really all I can do. Cause I know for a fact, if it was me, I would be a nervous wreck. I would be like, man, they're d- I'd be so down on myself. I'm like, oh, man, they're trading me. Like- I would
0: literally text my agent every day. Hey, so <laughs> yeah, what's, what's going up? on? Oh
3: Any yeah. truth?
0: No? Okay. Any
3: truth to this? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of applaud him for that. And he mentioned that like he's experienced this firsthand. He was talking about how close he was to Tyler Johnson during his rookie season. And Tyler Johnson just got waived. And then um, he grew tr- close with Ty Jerome who was a rookie in his same draft class. And then Ty Jerome gets traded a couple months after that. So he's, he's fully aware of this. He's seen it in action. Friends with Cam
2: Johnson is what (laughs) you're saying.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's tough. um, Yeah. He was, he was talking about how he's experienced this before. It's kind of internalized for him because he's even in his three years in the league, he's seen a lot of turnover on this very same roster. Um, But I I kind of liked how he applied it to other aspects because it's not just the trade rumors he's had to hear. It's the criticism as far as, okay, we need more ball-dominant players. We need Cam to be able to go out and get a bucket. Um, And he kind of touched on that directly, and he was saying, like, I've been ball-dominant since until basically college. Like, that's who I used to be, and now it's a matter of what he's working on this offseason is trying to get some of that back. He was like, Hoopers no, if you don't practice something... You lose it. But then once you start to practice it again, you remember and it comes back very mm-hmm. quickly. So he, he was talking about how over the summer he's had workouts here. He's had workouts back at home where he spent hours just focusing on, you know, ball dominant stuff on little bits of footwork that he can perfect and like not moving on to the next thing until he gets that right. And that's kind of a benefit of this long off season that we've had is they didn't have long off seasons his first two years. They were no. super short. They didn't have any off season
1: yeah. in reality. Yeah. I and
2: that. that that's what we talked about though. Mm-hmm. We talked about the need for Cam and Mikhail specifically to take their game to another level because the last two seasons we've been bounced because they couldn't find that third guy consistently enough. Mm-hmm. And and Cam I feel like has given us the bigger glimpse offensively of that. I mean, the, the the game against the Knicks and the buzzer beater, like that was a glimpse of what Cam Johnson could potentially do moving forward and being a key piece. So when people talk about, you know, listen, if they don't get KD, you need this core four. To be to be just like what the Warriors have been um, with their core group. Like you need that to happen, and the only way that happens is if they add tricks to their bag to get better and better and better. Even Devin Booker, you know, he's got to. The great ones always try to find something to add to their game. Something, even if it's a a small thing, that small thing could end up being a huge part of their game moving forward. Um, And I'm so excited to hear that Cam's doing that.
1: When we've seen that, though, in his first few years, he's improved each step of the way. Mm-hmm. Even from the COVID break to the bubble, mm-hmm. we saw an improvement from Cam. So if he's on this roster, I definitely think he'll be one of those guys to step off, step up offensively. And like you said, Saul, we've seen a lot of flashes of that, especially when, when Cam t- goes off the dribble towards the rack. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen some moves there that that's the kind of guy that can get it done. I I don't want to see him gone because I want to see what that next next yeah. step looks like in purple and orange. Is Lindsay dying What's over happening? there? Or My
0: foot fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's over here shaking her leg
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> My whole leg is tingling. I'm sorry. That's fine. I,
1: so yeah, I just I I want to see Cam's evolution here in Phoenix, because I think he's ready to take that next offensive step, and I'm glad to hear he's been focusing on that killer instinct portion of it.
0: Well, and it's good to see him talk himself up, too, a little bit. Like, Cam is a very humble guy who always gives pretty thoughtful answers, but sometimes you have to talk yourself up a little bit as well and make sure everyone knows exactly what you're doing behind the scenes, especially when you've got an extension on the line. And a lot of money mm-hmm. that you're hoping to get, whether it's from the Suns or whomever. Yeah. You still want to share that information and let teams know, hey, I'm working on these very specific things that are going to make my game more valuable to whoever it is. So.
3: Yeah, and, and he was that was what was impressive to me is that 26 years old, he hears the trade rumors. He hears people saying you need to get better at this, this and this. But he was saying, like, as a basketball player, I kind of separate myself from that because I know the game well. And so when somebody brings up a valid point, I can just separate myself from it, take the personal side out of it and be like, OK, yeah, I see your point. Um, but he did say, like, I know what I'm capable of. There are only a few people in the world that know what I'm capable of. Um, and so I, I think he's excited to kind of build on that, whether it's here in Phoenix or whether it's here someone else, somewhere else. Um, and he did also have another good quote about the trade rumors, if you want to pull up that graphic. The NBA is an entertaining league and right now it's been an entertaining offseason so grab your popcorn I don't know what's going to happen it could be a lot of things He's he's very much like invested in how entertaining the NBA offseason is it's kind of funny
1: I love that we chose the photo of cam being quite dejected and <laughs> <laughs> looking down sadly and...
0: yeah we've had so much popcorn over the last few months i'm over it yeah i'm over it i need to move oh. on to something
1: else i want
2: all the, popcorn. <laughs> have all the yeah. popcorn
1: please just keep it coming it makes it makes these long off seasons at least entertaining yeah, I, mean, somewhat, I mean i so. could you
2: imagine if we had nothing to talk about right now oh yeah oh my gosh
1: we could be breaking down what shoes jacques uh, landell will be wearing this year or
2: something oh, are we not gonna I mean, do that? That's
1: later in August. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Is that on the schedule for next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so lots of lots of good stuff from Cam Johnson. It was good to finally hear from him as well. It's always far and few in between during the summer months that players are even in town, let alone available to.
1: I've heard um, speak. like six or seven guys daily have been down there in the gym mm-hmm. uh, throughout the summer. Like mm-hmm. it's some rotating, but there's been a fairly full house at, out there. So guys are out there working. They know, they know what the season means coming up.
2: Well, I mean, in, in the offseason never stops. I mean, you, you're looking on, if you just look on social um, and across the country, like there's pro ams going on all over the place up in Seattle with uh, Crawford, and then you got the Drew League. And um, I mean, players, hey, listen, ballers love the ball. And I know there's this big thing about, you know, wearing yourself down during the season and having a, a, a truncated offseason, but. Um, these guys put in work year round. Uh, mm-hmm. They might take a few weeks off or a few days off here and there, but listen, it's just it's in you. Like <clears> you can't help yourself. You got you just love to go out there and play. That's what makes these guys
1: so great. It's all one all Gatorade. It's in you.
3: I don't know it's why
2: my you. left eye is tearing up, but it was emotional talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: that. laughs> low key though, writing that article. If if you want to read more about Cam Johnson, what he had to say, it's on GoPHNX. But writing self-hide. that article, no, it's not if you want to, you need to. It's so hyped. <laughs>
1: Go read it on (laughs) GoPHNX and become a member because Gerald does that kind of work that you need to be reading.
3: But it it was emotional a little bit reading some of the things that he had to say because this was his first time being able to host this tournament. He did it last year uh, near where he lives in Pittsburgh. Um, And this was kind of the first offseason, non-pandemic times, uh, height of pandemic, that he was able to do this kind of event. And he was talking about how things like this, like the lemonade stand, have brought him closer to – The fans, the city itself, Um, like this is his second home now. And so he's aware that, you know, if they can trade for KD and he's involved in it, it's going to happen. But you can tell he's proud of what they've been able to build since he arrived in the Valley, Um, being part of this team's turnaround and just creating that relationship with the organization, his teammates, the fans, all of that. So he's always been a great interview. He's always been up front. But if he is traded, I will definitely miss his kind of candor and just his personality in general aside from his three-point shooting
1: you will lose some of the the human side with this team if you lose cam mm-hmm. and or mikhail i mean we mm-hmm. saw uh, mikhail out at the vine you see uh, <laughs> right. cam with with this in the community They're if those guys are a centerpiece of some kind of deal this offseason or in the near future it will change the dynamic of this group because Those guys are are, are a special kind of uh, guy in the community and and in the locker room. So it will change things. You just got to wonder how does that – how does it work? Does Mm -hmm. the chemistry get a little off if you you do that? Because that's been a huge part of what this team's been able to do and the change in culture is the chemistry. Mm -hmm. Those guys have seemed like a big part of it the last two years.
0: Well, we shall see how everything kind of shakes out and things are getting – Closer and closer as we speak. I cannot believe it is August 1st.
1: I know. Like, sick.
3: outrageous. We, seven I can't weeks believe away it. From camp? We're so close. We're getting it. It's okay. so
0: crazy. And that means, though, that there are futures bets available right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you are starting to try and figure out what you think this upcoming season is going to look like for specific players or teams throughout the league, Right now is a really good time to get on the DraftKings sportsbook app. But when you download it and sign up, make sure you use that code PHNX because after you make your first deposit, you're going to get a risk free bet up to one thousand dollars. One thousand (laughs) PHNX only a DraftKings sportsbook. I made some money last year on a futures bet for (laughs) Monty Williams being the uh, coach of the year, which was kind of nice. So I think I I think I put one of my because I had a free bet when Mm -hmm. I signed up. So, so like I think 25? I put twenty five dollars on it and I think I made like two fifty. Nice something like that. So awesome. a couple of pairs of shoes. I got <laughs> I got
1: my eye on Suns Clippers Western Conference Finals. Last okay. I looked at it, I think it was like plus eleven hundred. Okay. And I'm like, that that's almost worth uh, putting some money in. Well, down if you have
0: it. a free bet too, it's nice because you're not really losing risk that free? money if it do, if you don't hit on that bet. So mm-hmm. again, that's a thousand dollar risk free bet that's up for grabs right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: Use that promo code, please. Mm-hmm. Lots okay. over and over and over again. Let's
0: get into the <laughs> the juicy stuff of today. <laughs> yes. It's time for some Ooh, screenshots yes. presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. So today's screenshots, most of them are going to be a something, nothing, or everything Mm -hmm. type of situation. (laughs) And of course, we are going to start off with Jay Crowder. So earlier today, he tweeted, Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. I believe it's time for a change. I want to continue growing. So this was the start of the Internet sleuths and checking all the things. Espo, do you want to share the other yeah. things we found?
1: I would have said nothing, but then I went to Jay Crowder's website and I found this. A new journey lies ahead is one of the, uh, one of the images, uh, main images there. Okay. And then I looked at what tweets Jay had liked recently and the first one was a report. This was today he liked this tweet from June 30th, a report that he there's rumors that he might be a P.J. Tucker replacement in Miami. And then an hour later, he liked a tweet about potentially him going to Dallas. So yeah. either he's trolling the hell out of people <laughs> and he had a bad breakup or something, which was the original tweet, or something is going
2: on here. Oh, it's something's going on <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. I think maybe, okay, so we just talked about Cam dealing with trade rumors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jay had a bad day at the day club and he was just like, you know what? I'm done. It was a little too hot. I'm kind of done with this whole relationship. <laughs> I think I'm ready for somewhere where the summers don't try to kill me. So, yeah, I think it's everything. I think Jay Crowder probably signaling that he wants out, or maybe he's heard that he's going to be on his way out or that. He's been told that he will be part of a piece uh, to try and get other pieces in here. So like, hey, that is just it is what it is. Yeah, I'm going to
3: say it's definitely something because you can't ignore the fact that he's liking tweets for two different teams, both of which he's played for in the past. Um, But at the same time, I am leaving the door open for it to be nothing because it could. These guys are very well aware that we follow all of this stuff. Yeah, every
2: single movement. need a riding fence graphic.
3: Yeah, like that, I'm just saying, like it could be nothing if he's trolling us. I'm I'm not ruling that out entirely. Well,
1: he's not a
2: trolling he, type, though.
1: He's not. A, yes he is. He wore oh. the FJ Crowder that's shirt fair. at a press that's,
2: conference. Yeah, that's <laughs> <what you're>, that's <laughs> trolling. That's those like guys. the most easy thing to do. But he's not like a Twitter troll like McHale. No, will Mikhail, troll people.
3: <laughs> McHale definitely knows, and <laughs> he gets a kick. Yeah, yeah McHale. Sure. But
2: the the liking a Dallas tweet when you
1: consider. What just happened yeah. at the hands of Dallas is a, very bizarre. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. he wants like, out. I think but he's. Like- I think he's heard that they're going to move him. It would not shock me if uh, if he had some conversation. they were like one way or another, we're moving you before the start of the season.
3: But see, that still doesn't make a lot of sense to me because as much as other teams would like Jay Crowder, they like him probably as a complimentary piece or a supplementary piece, not like somebody that you're going to give up actual assets for. Like what are the Suns going to get out of a Jay Crowder trade? I don't, unless you're including him as a piece of something bigger where the Suns are getting the most prize piece coming back. I just don't feel like a lot of teams are going to give you what you need to contend for a title next year. For a, a thirty, what is he? Thirty-three. You're not 34? getting a first rounder
2: for him. No. So like, well, what who are cares
1: you, about draft why move picks? Him? Nobody. It, it, we're not going to use him anyway. No. If you're if, ex- if you're
2: going to use him to leverage to try and get KD, is the only re- reason well, why you would trade him for cases. nothing of value in return.
1: I mean, maybe it's, it's salary filler for something with Utah, you know? Or can, there's, there's right. The,
3: he's salary filler is what I think. But is. that's what I'm saying is like. And I don't think they would tell him like one way or another we're moving you this offseason. Yeah, I that think doesn't it would be, seem like
0: a logical conversation
3: you know, they
1: here's, would have. Here's probably the more logical thing. They said to him, Cam's likely gonna be our starter. And that's the change he references. And then he's also, you know, that could thinking be. about his future as well.
3: That could be possible.
1: I mean, like that, he's... that seems like more of something they may sit, tell a guy in the offseason.
0: I guess my thought, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm trying to remove ego from the situation, but I'm like, if I'm Jay Crowder, it's not like... I love Jay. I think what he brings to the team is very valuable, but mm-hmm. he's no Devin Booker. He's no Chris Paul. He's no Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. He's a valuable piece, but he's not the piece.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
0: so And he's towards the end of his career, too. So, like, do you really think he's going to be that pissed about coming off the bench instead yes. of starting next year?
1: Yes, it's an ego. It, you can't take ego out when you're talking about professional athletes.
0: I mean, this is like, true. They, no.
1: they grew up in a world where they were told they were the best since they were... Little kids, they can't come up through an AAU system. They're the best in their high school. They're the best at their college. But
0: he's also been in the NBA for a long
1: time, and he's seen a lot of people who are better than him. Yeah, but he goes, look, I'm. We made the finals. I was the starter. We had the best record in the NBA. I was the starter. Like, I, I could see where that would piss a guy off. You don't want to. You don't want to admit that you're regressing, that you're going backwards, that you're going to be coming off the bench for a 26 year old. Like that's the stuff that. It's tough to come to grips with in your career.
3: Right. And I think hello said it best. Jay has that dog in him. He wants to start like talking to Jay Crowder over the last few years. He's definitely a guy who takes a lot of pride in the care that he's taken of his body of where his game is still at, at this point in his career. And he is a starting caliber player. I do think the Suns might be at the point where you start Cam Johnson to mix things up a little bit, see what you have there, put Cam and McHale in different spots than you did last year. Um, but i don't I think it's something that he's a team player like this is not a situation where I think he would be mad the whole season if he's not starting. No. But I do think it, it like you're saying it is an adjustment if you're told up front like the first couple weeks it might take some time to wrap your head around that and what your new role might be
2: i i would I would find it kind of surprising if it happened right now like if yeah. you're you're still like two months away from training camp, why even? Why even broach that subject? Yeah, as a coach, listen, it either came from Monty or or it came from James. It it wouldn't come anywhere else. Mm. And those two don't like conflict in the least. So why create it in the middle of an offseason unless you're trying to gauge his interest on wanting to get out of here or you're trying to gauge other interests around the league in trying to trade him? Like him being unhappy maybe plays to your advantage and puts it out there that he's available for trade because he doesn't want to be here anymore. Well, I don't know.
1: It also, if they don't like confrontation, it's better to tell him way before training camp so it's not a distraction because last thing you want is to tell a guy a week before training camp you're not going to be a starter or in training camp and then have him pissed off then too. Especially if you're getting prepared to potentially pay Cam if a, if a KD trade doesn't happen, I mean, you're going to have to name him the starter if you give him the kind of money that that you expect I, to give him.
2: I don't think it matters if you tell him now or if you tell him then. He could have seven weeks to sit here and stew on this, and then you get to training camp, and maybe you think, he's okay, he's dealt with those those emotions. The first time they step on the court and he feels like he's They're better gonna than Cam, it's going to come right back up. So I don't think that really matters. Can you, can you put his
1: original tweet back up, Shane? Yeah. So change is inevitable. Growth is optional. I believe it's time for a change. I want to continue growing. I think could be, maybe it's not the negative. Maybe it is. I know I'm now a bench guy in this league and I'm going to do what I can to support it. I don't know that this is, nec- we're reading tea leaves. right? <laughs> I don't know that this is necessarily a negative in what he's saying. Again, he could have been broken up with. He could be changing right. who he's dating. Or I think we went negative because, because of liked tweets. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: tweets is what made this ne- yeah. negative. And also, I mean, like it's funny because there's people in the chat they' are like FUJ. I'm like, whoa. I mean, but, could... the, the
4: picture on his website is also Gilbert.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and not a new jer- journey lies ahead. It could just be another business endeavor,
1: right? Like it, it could be.
0: be anything. Expanding so, right. his clothing so, line.
1: He could have driven to the gym a different way today, right. like
0: <laughs> uh, you, it just.
1: I, we're speculating he could be 100%. coming out with fj
3: crowder hats like, <laughs> <laughs> like we don't
1: know what it could True. be he for, did have a huge <laughs> discount sale on his website none or, of that stuff right. is still there so read what you want into that too yeah he's Change. got
0: he's dropping a whole new brand <laughs> a whole new launch like Jay, falls if you want to get the into corner, the merch game
2: on another level buddy <laughs> I give mean, us just a call, call us, Sol's dms are open gotcha. <laughs> all
3: the time
0: hello said being a Suns fan is being negative so
2: Fair. that's
0: that's our past drama mm. coming back out he's always reverting to the no, negative
1: really
3: especially when we're bored in August.
1: They're, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, it's it's another uh, it's another Eric Bledsoe. And this
0: song, I <laughs> don't know that I would go you. as far as that. Uh, nothing yeah.
3: will ever compare to that, I don't think. I at least believe, I hope not. <laughs> I
1: still believe he was at the hair salon with his wife. I know <laughs> man. So,
0: this is something and we'll keep an eye on it. And we'll definitely check on Jay's like tweets tomorrow before the show and (laughs) bring you anything that's updated from then.
1: This is what our life has come to. (laughs) We're checking like tweets.
0: (laughs) All right. Our next AZ Health screenshot. This is a tweet that shared a video of Mike James on a podcast talking about KD and the playoffs last season. Now, The tweet was captioned, quote, Kevin Durant called Mike James before the NBA playoffs started and told him the Nets were cooked. Wow, end quote. But the words seem a little bit different. So Mm -hmm. let's listen to the video and see if you
4: guys think that that was what he said. What is about your relationship um, with Kevin Durant? When I got to the Nets, like, uh, I think I only really knew, like, uh, Blake before I got there. Kev was one of the reasons, like, one of the people that vouched for me to come to Brooklyn to, like, for Brooklyn to sign me. So when I got signed and we was going on the road, we just like a lot of the same stuff. So we ended up just hanging out with each other every time on the road. Like he got the big suite. So we'll just go in there, hang out, kick it, play the game, talk. So we just got close. And then after that, when I went back overseas, it was like, all right, whoever season in first, the other one going to come to watch like the playoffs. When I first said it, I thought, okay, you're going to be in the finals. I'm going to get to go to the finals. That's lit. Right. So when they was trash and they was losing, I called him one day. I was like, all right, so you know what this means, right? You're going to come to my playoff game. <laughs> he was like, there's no way I'm coming to your playoff game. And they're like, a week later, he called me before the playoffs. Started. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be there in like a couple of weeks, weeks. We're going lose. But yeah, I had sure, so many questions. But I'm sure. he fly, fly like, private? <laughs> like, you hey, know what? Like, he flew private back. He didn't fly private there because it was too expensive. and he was.
0: So I feel like the captain of the tweet was obviously to grab people's attention mm-hmm. and get them to listen. But I don't know that he fully said that the Nets were cooked within okay. that soundbite.
1: Anybody that watched the Nets knew that he was going to have a a quick out in that playoffs. Like, are we supposed to act like Kevin Durant couldn't see that (laughs) coming either? Like, come on. And he was talking to his buddy, like, joking around, I'm sure. All all I got out of that was son's son's great Mike James likes to smoke weed because he wants to hang out with Kevin Durant that much. (laughs) You got to read between the lines here is what I'm guessing.
2: So I didn't take it that way. I I didn't feel like that's what he was saying at all. I just— I felt like he was just saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna be up there soon." Like, I didn't feel like he was admitting that they were gonna lose. They damn near won game one against Boston. If they get win game one against Boston, maybe that series changes. They should have won game one against Boston. But you know, I digress. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't really get that from that. Definitely not from the tweet. I. I mean, if he was
3: calling Mike James, and like, "All right, yeah, I'll probably end up being up there." He was at, at least jokingly acknowledging that they're probably not gonna make a deep playoff run. So. I think it's just a funny thing between friends, but I don't I don't read too much into it. But it did sound like he was basically saying, Yeah, we're not we're not gonna go very far this year.
0: Which I don't think is is too crazy of a thing to say. If you're somebody who's as good of a basketball player as Kevin Durant is, he probably understands the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's probably gonna try his hardest to get them out of that situation. But sometimes look at Devin early on in his career. There's only so much you can do. If you don't have the pieces around you, or there's something going on behind the scenes that make that's making it more difficult, there's only so much that one person can do. And mm-hmm. players know
1: too if they got a championship team or if they don't, right? Like you can tell it, it long before when you get into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, um, it, it it goes team by team because I think there's other teams that maybe not don't have as much talent, but uh, fundamentally speaking and effort wise, they're on a whole nother level so you know you know you got a bunch of dogs with you you got a chance um the nets did not have that not even in the slightest and kd didn't even play that well in in that that round either he was he was kind of hot trash for kd standards as well so um yeah he probably was like yeah we're cooked (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so something nothing or everything
2: i say nothing nothing something i
1: They'll say something. You, you think Katie's calling going, Mike, I know you're gonna do some podcasts. Why don't we let this stuff up? No, I don't out know. I'm so we can get me part. out of, out of Brooklyn. That would be everything.
0: (laughs) Something is there was something going on in Brooklyn that Kevin Durant wasn't stoked about. He saw the writing on the wall. And maybe that is also a portion of why he wants to leave and go to Phoenix. That
1: something is Steve Nash.
3: It just reinforces (laughs) what we already know that he wants out because he's smart enough to look at his surroundings and be like, "Okay, I don't think I'm going to win a title here. I might as well go to Phoenix where I will have a chance to do
2: that. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, this is a good point. Hello said if DA said that before game seven, crazy fans would be furious. <laughs> Could you imagine if – oh my god. I We are – we reacted so hardcore about him playing fucking video games till 2 o'clock in the morning. If he said, oh, I knew we were cooked <laughs> against yeah. Dallas as soon as that game started, like people would – lose their shit and rightfully so they were a 64 win team the nets were garbage all season that would
3: be a big different story if
1: tyler ulis is on this podcast tomorrow or some rando guy that played for the Suns, and he's like yeah DA called me the night before Game 7 and said, seven of our guys have COVID <laughs> and I don't think we're going to be able to win. He still would get roasted yeah, even if it was like actually true. A million percent. Like, oh,
2: so so not rightfully so, Yes,
3: rightfully so. No, <laughs> no, that's a no. different
1: scenario no. from what
2: you. What he just said is a totally wait, different wait, wait, scenario no, no, from no, what it no, he no, Okay, here totally we go. different here scenario we go. from what you okay. money so, money. so knowing what we know about the Suns and potentially Chris Paul having COVID, mm. if DA knew Chris Paul had COVID, and the way they were playing that entire series with Chris Paul having COVID, and him saying, Yeah, I knew we were going to get cooked before that game because Chris Paul was basically not Chris Paul. Like, would you really shit on DA for that? No, I was saying rightfully so to the scenario you presented, not the one he,
3: the bullshit one he just came up with. No, but I. But, <laughs> we, but then <laughs> we can sow seeds of chaos that have nothing to do with what
2: we were talking about. No, originally. But then I said, "Yeah," and then you were like, "No, yeah, rightfully so." I was like, "Wait, what?" No, what? rightfully so to yours, not to <laughs> oh, his. Rightfully
0: <laughs> so to the Kevin Durant in yeah. Brooklyn oh, situation. But in and my yeah. scenario, KD I, and DA were swapped but, in that but, scenario. yes. he's just but, laughing
2: his ass but off. But in my scenario, like in my scenario, like if 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 DA was to say after the first quarter like he told somebody like oh i knew we were gonna lose after the first quarter like they were down by like what 25 in the first quarter (laughs) like but again that's a different (laughs) scenario than the one that that
3: i said rightfully so to. hold
1: on gerald are you new to the show i
3: always this is is always joker grenades on the whole show and just (laughs) laughing his ass off
1: We're, yeah. we're just playing in a land of stupid hypotheticals today. right? But like that's, everything is. We read Jay yeah, Carter's tweet with the, the burned out different. Out they were two right, right. yeah. totally I, no, no, I, I got no, confused no, about saying. the
2: hypothetical that he said no, that you agreed agree. with and I was like, wait, what? Uh, if no. seven <laughs> dudes had COVID no, no. and DA said I knew we were cooked, you would have a problem with that? What? Yeah, no, that's why we,
3: I wouldn't have a problem with that, but I know that people would blow up and that wouldn't be rightfully so, but the scenario you painted, if he like said before game seven
2: like I yeah i think cook. we're good yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a sure. different thing oh yeah
3: that's all i was saying
0: all right our next <laughs> easy house screenshot this one's a less dramatic one you think well i would hope <laughs> i don't know how this could be dramatic devin booker and book projects um have oh, this designed is no, a custom pill speaker inspired by the sonoran desert
1: it's got a black B on it. He's saying he wants to go to Brooklyn. He's oh saying it God. through a speaker.
0: But there's a P on it, so maybe that's saying he wants to stay in Phoenix.
1: Maybe, yes, it, with your B's maybe and it's P's. Brooklyn
0: to Brooklyn Phoenix because it's B.P. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe it's Katie. It. Now look
1: at that. Right he's setting, he's <laughs> sending messages that Katie's on the way. Or it's a Beats pill, and that's why it has a B.P. Oh, oh,
2: I like oh. the Brooklyn to Phoenix thing better. You just gotcha. saw the B and P. I couldn't make it <laughs> out because it's so dark on the side. I was like, "What is, is that?" A P. Is-?
0: It kind of looks like it could be two Bs, but it's a it's a B and a P. One
2: it on could be
1: Booker side. Project too. Well, so that, yeah.
0: I think that's why so that's it's such it a I good.
1: It well, it's a pill too, I think that's so. why it's such a
0: good collaboration is because it works for both parties involved.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you you know it's bad when Shane is sighing behind the
2: computer. Yeah, it's not the greatest concept in the world.
1: <laughs> I well, like it.
0: Would you get one or not?
1: I mean,
3: I'm,
2: not for I'm, the price, broke though. boy, so no. <laughs> <laughs> They're expensive, man. It was BP, man. not BB. Okay. They're expensive. <laughs> broke boy. <laughs> I'll do my own and We can <laughs> that cheese Sharpie <laughs> and finish <laughs> off the P.
1: Broke boy. He's going to go buy one of those $5 Bluetooth set at, at Target and just write BB with, on it. Oh, sharpie. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: know how that's going to do. Like, the Booker fanboys are probably going to buy it, but I don't think I would.
1: Just give me the signature shoe already. I don't need a Bluetooth speaker. I just want the damn shoe. That's I mean, what everyone's that's waiting for. Show, right? not the, the Moss Point uh, I mean, shoe is not. Fly, dude. They are, but I want a basketball shoe. Give me something you can wear on the court. Are yeah. you going to wear it on the court? No, I'm going to wear it on the show. <laughs>
2: His core. Cool. This is his core. Cool I, I got
1: you. I was gonna. I was gonna drop 160 on those Barclay uh, retro uh, Air Max 94s mm-hmm. that they drop, mm-hmm. and the missus was like, "You look like an idiot in those." Oh, <laughs> <Aww>. oh. <laughs> and weird. I was like, "Yes, I would. I'm not gonna drop 160 bucks on but that."
0: But does it make you happy? Cause no, that's I don't think it would
1: because okay, I think well, I just find the it. shoes do annoying. Okay.
2: eventually, that's but well. cool. you know what we need to do. This Get, is what we need.
1: You need to buy me a pair of Barclays. No, we, sure. we, we
2: need to we need to go shopping <laughs> and we mm. need to hook up Espo mm. the right way. What we hell? do because if you're gonna wear those shoes. Then you need the whole. You need the whole getup. Nobody, nobody wants to see me <laughs> dressed in the whole getup.
1: No, he's there not talking about a uniform. No, no, I'm saying whatever the whole getup is that makes me look right in those shoes. I'm not going to look cool <laughs> in it. We already know this. Oh, see, I kind of
2: self-deprecating ways.
0: Absolutely, I'm here you're for time. the makeover sequence. Confidence. Right,
2: <laughs> <laughs> three out of four of us. If, you know what, you if know it's what? on the How company's dime, this? this? I'll do the makeover. Here it is, right here. Here you go, Shane. You're gonna like this. Mm. The next time I have to face you in Southwest Bias, that's the deal for me. Is that I get to do a makeover on Why don't you?
1: you. Just, okay. That can be the punishment now, if you want to make it that punishment
2: for losing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm we, I, fine I, with I that. Do, I can't pull it off before Thursday. It takes a lot of work to are make we, you. Wait, then dude.
1: we post. We postpone. <laughs> <laughs> me to do it uh, next week. As long as the company's paying, I don't care. If I'm not paying for the outfit, I'll wear whatever the hell you want uh, within reason. We'll it there. <laughs> Rick that's said Esco as a
0: hype beast would be hilarious. I don't know that we're gonna go that far, Rick, because we're not Why trying not? to Why not?
1: let's just let's go all in. We <laughs> were, we're beast being Espo somewhat legitimate,
0: here. right? Like trying to find you an outfit that looks good with those type yeah. of shoes. You can be whatever you want. Well,
2: I'm excited.
1: Okay. <laughs> Are you going to do it, Saul?
2: Uh, go- the next time we do uh, Southwest Bias and I win. I love that you're just
1: assuming I'm going to lose the next time we go ahead. And- Dude, I destroyed you last time. Bro. No, I didn't. <laughs> it you was didn't.
2: 85 to 15. You what do you mean I did Because that,
1: there were a lot of people that didn't know what they were talking about. Right? <laughs> Is it because Saul had his bots in the chat? Yeah, no, it wasn't my fault. Oh, my
2: gosh. It I wasn't mean, my fault because it literally because you you
1: know had your whole family come in and vote like <laughs> I mean I, I, I feel like our I voters have
3: two people I feel like our voters the kids generally cool our voters generally know what
2: they're talking about because I won our shut logo it, draft
1: Oh, <laughs> see,
2: <laughs> got him. I mean, it's true because if I had bots, I would have done much better in that poll. But I, I came don't in have dead bots. last. So clearly it wasn't that. Cheryl oh. has bought. That was our most competitive hey, poll though. Rigged. Charles Willow Pike.
1: I voted for Espo. It was rigged.
2: You're right. That's why you're the one of our best uh, viewers viewers. One thing we're not gonna do here hmm. is fucking defraud the vote. Okay. Yes, we're not, stopping we're not, the not steal. gonna do that here. We're not gonna do that. I'm so sick steal. of that shit in real life. We're not gonna do it here on this fucking show. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you that right now. So
1: I should cancel the uh the cyber ninjas. Oh my
2: god. I used our budget for this month on that. I
1: should cancel it. <laughs>
0: So Lindsay's
1: <laughs> low key mad about so, that poll cuz she lost by I am but we're going to go 0. back to Twitter 3%.
0: because it was you beat me by 0.3%. It's fine. <laughs> Out of all of ours, I liked yours second best to mine of oh, course. So that's so. okay, but I still <laughs> am Screw really you, Lindsay. I'm still really upset cuz I felt like I had a solid lineup
1: mm-hmm. and So I shouldn't have voted for bit. Gerald from the P.H.N.X. Suns account.
3: There's no way you did that.
1: He I probably did. did.
0: He probably voted for himself. We should towel. go on yeah. to let
3: I know him know he he vote for himself because he always starts yeah. off these polls in the lead. This
0: is true. For the first like this fifteen to
2: twenty votes.
0: I may not have bots, but he's got at least three or four burners.
2: Mm-hmm. I was in second place for like a hot minute. And you then were it just all fell apart. <laughs> then people took a closer no, look. No, and no like I knew it. exactly when it happened. When she tweeted, oh yeah, and I'm not saying that you have like you do have, fan yeah, bo- you have yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as she tweeted, I saw Lindsey Smith tweeted, and I was like. Uh oh! <laughs> Hello, don't it's over. <laughs> I knew I had no shot at that moment.
0: Okay, there was another really fun thing that happened on Twitter. We're we're out of the screenshots now, but mm-hmm. we're just talking about things that happened on Twitter over the last seventy-two hours or so. Our friend Derek. He is the host of the <laughs> PHNX yes. d podcast. He's on vacation right now. He's in Disneyland, right? I'm
2: going this Saturday. Uh, Let's go. He, he, you're actually, going
0: too? Oh, yeah. Shane's going. I know. Are you guys going together?
1: No. Oh. He no. Actually Saturday was, and Sunday. He actually wasn't at Disneyland. He was just on OGs and thought he was at Disneyland.
0: <laughs> I mean. Well, it's funny you
1: mentioned that. I
0: don't know, but this was hilarious. He posted a picture of him on a roller coaster with <laughs> the biggest, cheesiest <laughs> smile on his face. He is living life. And OG's brands retweeted it on Twitter with the hashtag powered by OG's. (laughs) And if this doesn't convince you to try out some OG's, if you are kind of curious, as everyone here likes to call it, I don't know what else will, because Derek's face is pure
1: joy. (laughs) Let's be honest. They could put hashtag powered by OG's on all of (laughs) Derek's tweets and 95% of the time they'd be right.
0: This is true. But this picture, this picture is fantastic, (laughs) and I also have some really cool and exciting things to tell you guys about OGs. So it's free stuff season. Uh Oh, we've got a flavoring life sweepstakes that we have going on right now with PHX and OGs.
2: So you're telling me we have two giveaways every month? Two giveaways. One with four peaks and now one with OGs. Yes, and you can enter both of them.
0: So. One winner of the Flavoring Life sweepstakes will receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including the orange creamsicle flavor and tropical flavors, an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. So, this is a solid giveaway that you guys are going to want to get in on. Make sure that you go to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes to enter this sweepstake and for your chance to win all of this amazing stuff. In the meantime, highly recommend you check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com or on Instagram at OGsBrands. And also, if you don't want to wait for the giveaway to dabble or restock, whichever one, uh, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. But just remember, you have to be 21 years or older to purchase.
1: You had me at three bags of OGs.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's like... These are really solid giveaways. I'm pretty mm-hmm. stoked. Should we just Absolutely. tell everybody about the other giveaway that while you're already at gophnx.com you should sign up for? Yes. yes. Let's do another one. So this Give it one, away. This one is PHNX and Four Peaks. So we did our Toast of the Month last month. That was the first time we launched this sweepstakes with Four Peaks. It continues into this month. And when you enter into this one, you get an opportunity to potentially win $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Again, go to PHNX.com or click the link in our show notes to enter that. And this one, just a reminder, you have to be 21 or older to enjoy the beer. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. But the gift card works for food and merch and everything else over at the Four Peaks Brewery, and the whole family is welcome to go down there and enjoy the vibes.
1: We're we're <laughs> cri- we're like Chris Paul. We're getting you the bag. We're we're assisting <laughs> you and getting you all this great stuff. Except so we're somewhere. not going to
2: make you fucking dance for it. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> give it to you because not- I said we're gonna give it to you, and that's what's going to happen. Like a shout out to our guy Max, who's been mm-hmm. working behind the scenes to make stuff happen like this, and. Again, I, I even tweet, tweeted a thread today about a lot of this community stuff is that like everything that we do, we essentially try to do it for you. Like the only thing we ask do in return is you. your support. Really, that's it. Like it's, it's as simple as that. It's been phenomenal. Uh, our relationship with all of our sponsors have been phenomenal. They've been awesome. And we we continue to try and cultivate those relationships around the valley because we want to give you a community to be able to, to enjoy yourself. Uh, and OGs and Four Peaks, you can't go wrong in enjoying yourself with that stuff. Yeah, you don't
1: have to sign an offer sheet with some cannabis company in Indiana or some bar in Indiana. We're just going to give you the goods. That's how it works here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it was a fun show. It, it was a little less <laughs> spicy was. than last Monday's show, which yes. is a good start to the week. I and mean, I'm very, very happy about month. that. What happened oh. last Monday?
1: I want, uh, Eli has a great idea. New PHNX shirt. It just says, unleash your inner Chelsea. Oh my gosh,
2: yes!
0: <laughs> Is Chelsea like the new Karen?
2: <laughs> no, oh no, it's the Ph oh, Karen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lord have mercy, uh, um, Chelsea. I don't, I don't know if Chelsea's gonna come out in a while. It, it took like what not what are we almost a whole entire year, year? into this yeah. thing is you, the first time she really like, no no she's come
2: out before we just didn't not know who she extent. was mm-hmm. and now like now that we know who she is we can identify her a little easier <laughs> and so like listen you can't control when Chelsea comes she just is gonna show up whenever she wants to
0: this, I mean this is true it is hundred percent
2: that should be your Halloween costume is I Chelsea I <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't even know what that would look I, like, to be completely honest. It just looked like me
1: on every <laughs> other day. Just be angry.
0: I don't know. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you, as always. We'll be back tomorrow, same place, same time, 2 p.m., right here on our YouTube channel. On your way out, be sure to hit that thumbs up because it really helps us out and we appreciate it. But until tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home
1: don't spend too much time looking at Jay Crowder's treats and trying to figure him out tonight go enjoy life hey Hoy Phoenix
2: Metro magazine controlling e never gonna let go bn exdo Gerald Espo saw past the ball we hit and turn up the tempo got to understand
4: me y'all always wreck the family rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B always on the job my team moved like the mob turned the beat on I throw it down like da on the line